All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. I'm here at the Portland, Maine International Cryptozoology Museum. Super friendly people, terrific entrance with a massive alligator gar on the wall. I love the alligator gar, by the way. My, my son loves river monsters, and I grew up in Mississippi um, trying to catch alligator gar. And um, uh, river monsters actually just had an episode where he was in Mississippi and, and uh, Louisiana catching alligator gar. <laughs> They're really hard to catch, but we used to catch them and really? yeah. yeah. So a giant alligator gar on the wall. Like I said, my son loves watching river monsters and they just had a recent episode in Mississippi and Louisiana catching alligator gar. Here's a little exhibit on the dodo. Extinct bird. A really cool Bigfoot tapestry and whoa. Giant Easter Island head. Tasmanian tiger, the thylacine display. Really cool place. Shout out to my friend Wolf Cop. Looking at a huge werewolf display here at the International Cryptozoology Museum. Looking at a nice giant sloth display. Other extinct animals, dinosaurs. Really cool Fiji mermaid display and the jackalope. I'm walking down a really cool hall of creatures now. Cressy. Cornish owl man, moth man, Gloucester sea serpent, Jersey devil, sea serpents, Giant octopus, chupacabras, Loch Ness monster, Shunkawarinkin, large Bigfoot hominid creature, Yeti, Grendel, the Minihoon, another sea serpent, Neanderthals, devil monkeys, mere horse. Mere man. Some sort of alien creature that walks on all four legs. By the way, on my way over here, my Uber driver 
relayed the most fascinating paranormal story on Boston, Ohio. I never heard this story, but I've got to pass it along in a future episode. Definitely worthy of investigation in Boston, Ohio. Involved Native Americans, military, bunkers. It also involved a Native American, Canadian, Bigfoot. Name is escaping me at the moment. Wendigo, that's the cryptid I'm looking for. So the Uber driver passed on the great Wendigo story. Looks like there's an upstairs. There's a huge Bigfoot display on all types of Bigfoot behavior, from wood knocking to an occasional quadruple gait, aggression displays, etc. Lots of Bigfoot cast in here. Terrific display. Scientific displays on stride length. A cripple foot cast display. Really massive, humongous footprint cast. No way, no way you could conceivably say that comes from a human. Great display now, friend of the show, Bob Gimlin. Special guest, Becky Cook. Talk to us a little bit about Mr. Gimlin. Here's some trivia for you in the museum. Did you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were based on traditional ancient Japanese cryptids called Kappas or Kappas? I did not know that. Great painting of Patty. Another great piece of trivia from the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine. Did you know the silicanth was considered extinct until 1938 when this prehistoric Cretaceous fish was rediscovered? A second search in 1952 resulted in another silicanth discovery. This find inspired 1954's The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Shout out to friend of the show, Kilted Creature. I feel like this probably inspired him as well and his patented brand of swamp music. Bagpipe, swamp metal, I should say. This is Dr. Mounts. I'm here at the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine with Nate and Missy, right? Yeah. yeah. Thank, I appreciate y'all having me here. Tell everybody how they can check out the International Cryptozoology Museum. Well, you can find us on Facebook, excuse me, Facebook, Facebook. <laughs> um, at the International Cryptozoology. And we also have a website, um, the International Cryptozoology. You can search that and find the website that way too. Awesome. I can see it from here, CryptozoologyMuseum.com. <laughs> oh, there, there you have it, CryptozoologyMuseum.com. Um, I know how a lot of people find out about us is Atlas Obscura. That's like what 90% of people say they find us through. Atlas Obscura? Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is a website yeah. where they do a lot of weird like travel locations sure. and things like that. For sure. Been on te- a few television shows, too. We've been on a too. lot of television, where Lauren has, but yeah. it's featured the museum, uh, like yeah. uh, Mysteries at the Museum and a whole oh, bunch right. of stuff. Awesome. Uh, yeah. how, how long has the museum been here? 
It's been in at Thompson's Point since 2016, but it went up to its first location after being in Lawrence House in 2009. So from 2009 until 2016, it was on Congress Street in Portland. Um, but it's been at Thompson's Point since 2016. Yeah. Oh, Lawrence Christ. been collecting this yeah. since 2003. So. Yeah. So tell me more about Lauren. Who is Lauren? Do you want? <laughs> well, he is the founder and director of this museum, and this is his collection that he's been collecting, collecting for a long time. He's been a part of the field for 60 years. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Lauren Col Coleman, right? Yep. Yes. Great. Yep. Again, been on tons of shows. He's written tons of books. And so I saw some really fascinating things about Lauren Coleman, including the fact he has done things with Dr. Jeff Meldrum. Oh, and yeah. He's been in comic books, maybe Unsolved Mysteries, I think I saw. He was in the 90s. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I loved Unsolved Mysteries. That's oh, yeah. part of what yeah. got me into the paranormal and the unexplained yeah. Yeah, totally. and, and probably a whole Same. generation. <laughs> yes, it did. So I, wanted, I did want to ask both of you, what got y'all interested in cryptozoology? You can go first because I, I kind of was okay. like under the gun the um, first few times. That's <laughs> true. I did have a purpose, sorry. But... Um, uh, it's a few things for me. Um, I used to check out books in my library since I was like a little kid when I discovered all their weird like ghosts and Bigfoot and things like that. But then I, it's also a mix of my love for monster movies and things oh, like yeah. that. King Kong really got me into the idea that there could be like real uh, unknown animals out there. Skull like Island, that. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. So I got watching shows and reading more books and things like that. Terrific. That's me, yeah. And Missy? And um, my kind of same thing, I grew up watching all the TV shows, all the things, Unsolved Mysteries, sightings, go, going oh, way sightings back. Really good, yeah. Like, way back before you were oh, even born, mm. Nate. <laughs> I still watch them, it's okay. <laughs> Do y'all remember the show In Search Of? Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's another one that yeah. got me into it. Yep. And it kind of just snowballed from there. Like, I'm more of like a paranormal person. Um, but I feel like with this field, like, there's just so many rabbit holes in oh, like an umbrella field that you have oh, to yeah. like have interest in believe or not necessarily believe but you have to know that these things are possible and and I full I know exactly where you're coming from with rabbit holes because every story we do what it might just seem like on the surface there's mm -hmm. just a you know it's just this okay here's this story but then when you get to examining it it just opens up. Yeah, it's a like fantastic, a like, never-ending, interconnected web of madness. You can literally <laughs> pick one thing from cryptozoology and spend like days just going down yeah. the rabbit hole and searching for. Oh things yeah, our, our very first episode ever was on was interviewing a man who was part of a one of the most famous UFO sightings ever, and we just thought it was going to be a really really simple story, right? And it just went on, and it was so wow. deep, so complex, awesome. so interconnected with things, you know, even today's events. And this was in the 70s. It was, oh, yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to put both of you on the spot again. What are y'all's favorite cryptids? My favorite cryptid? See, there's some debate about my favorite cryptid, because some people don't necessarily <laughs> believe that he's a cryptid, but I'm a, I love Mothman. I've loved Mothman before he became, like, super popular and mainstream, but I'm also... You're a Mothman hipster. <laughs> no, but I'm also I, I love Sasquatch. I, oh, I think yeah. it's it's so interesting to think that there is this being that is out there, like just so yeah. yeah. I'm a sucker for balls. And, and I'm the person that thinks Mothman's not a cryptid, thinks it's yeah. more UFO paranormal. Yeah. Oh I see. The whole 
history, and that's not to undermine you or anything. No, you're not undermining me. I, I, I the, kind of believe that too. Yeah, a lot of the history of Point Pleasant, before, even before Mothman was like super popular and cited and things like that, where a lot of it had to do with like UFO sightings, either at the same time or before or after seeing Mothman too. So, um, But I really like the thylacine. I think sure. that's one of the more plausible ones because it existed at one point, and people right. to this day still say they've seen, you know, thylacines. Kind of caught them on camera and video, but not nothing conclusive. But I really like the thylacine. Right, and and I'm glad y'all both talked about the crossover oh, yeah. of UFOs and Sasquatch and such because one thing we've noticed is there is crossover from between the paranormal and religion and science. Oh, totally. Like UFOs. Bigfoots, it all seems to, to cross over, like it's not um, distinct you know, yeah. boxed in subjects there, there is some carryover there oh, yeah. and a lot John of our... Keel even talked about it oh, totally. it's talked about the window like window areas, yeah. like hot spots and oh stuff absolutely, like that, so. and a lot of our guests have ex- experiences with multiple phenomena, mm-hmm. not just one entity yeah. um, but we, we did have a couple on that operate a crystal mine in Arkansas oh, and yeah. they Josh Gates has been there for mm-hmm. uh, Expedition Unknown for a UFO incident, but they also have incidents with Bigfoots and yeah, uh, even in, even teleportation of crystals materializing oh, yeah. out of nowhere. There are just like these uh, weird hot spots, like, right. like, like Bridgewater's got Bridgewater like UFOs, Parkwoods, yeah. yes. Thunderbirds, you got Bigfoot. The, um, Pine Hill, uh, yeah. all that stuff, so yeah, there's a lot of... And I appreciate y'all's time so much. This is Dr. Mouse. I'm at the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine. I'd like to ask y'all one more thing. If a young person or an adult is interested in getting into cryptozoology, what's a good place to start? The ABC Cryptozoology book by Lauren Coleman. Uh, Oh, I love it. Also, Which um, we sell at the Cryptozoology Museum. You can get it online. Yeah, and then also (laughs) um, Mysterious America, also another book by um, Lauren Coleman. Those are great beginner books. Also, Tales of the Cryptids by uh, Rick Spears, Kelly Milner-Halls. Um, that's one I would check out from the library. Um, that's a very good one. It's, it's not, it's not so much child oriented, but it's got a lot of like starter stuff to sort of entice you to going deeper into certain cryptids and things like that. Yeah. And if you're not a reader, small time monsters, all of those documentaries by, um, Seth Breedlove, Breedlove. Yeah. Seth Breedlove. Um, all of his documentaries are great as well. So. And okay. I actually run a group on Facebook called the Association of Cryptozoological Fieldwork and Analysis that oh. we now just passed uh, 3,000 members. Awesome. So a lot of like field investigators and things like that are involved with that. Well, so. we, the show, will check y'all out and we'll tell all oh, our cool. listeners to do that too. Thank that you. sounds like an amazing group. Yeah, do you want to... Oh, do my plug? plug? Yes, definitely oh, plug. Yeah, I, 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 now's your chance to, to shamelessly plug so, anything yeah, you want to. So, yeah, um, me and my husband, we have a paranormal group called Paranormal 5. We awesome. investigate with our children. We do Bigfoot excursions mm-hmm. and stuff like Great. that. And um, But, like I said, we're more paranormal, not so much cryptozoology. Yeah. Yeah. But we're out there. We're dipping our toes in all of it. So That's awesome. Yeah. And, and do you only go around this area, the main area, um, or the northeast, or...? Uh, northeast, probably New England, um, big in yeah, Pennsylvania same. and everything like that as well. So okay, well I'll give you all an invitation. We're my co I have two co-hosts and CJ and I are based in North Carolina. Oh cool! And so we're just we're situated just east of the Uwari National Forest, um, where a lot of Bigfoot activities happen. You, oh, you yeah. may have seen some famous um, night vision 
footage of a Bigfoot there reaching out to grab oh. a uh, uh, Zagnut bar. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and finding Bigfoot. They're delicious. Is, yeah. <laughs> and I actually ordered some Zagnuts. Let me tell you, they're not easy to get. <laughs> so, and they are delicious. They're like dark chocolate and peanut butter and coconut. But anyway, oh, yeah. so I could totally see how a Bigfoot would go for it. Or anybody. No, absolutely. Tasty. But yeah, open invitation if you're ever down around North Carolina. Oh, or I'm from Mississippi you. and my co-host Smitty is in Mississippi. And we, we have a lot of uh, Mississippi uh, oh, yeah. native strange things cryptids. in Mississippi. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so open invitation to oh, well, look you. up with thank you. go down there sometime. Yeah. really love to hear how long have you two been in Maine? My whole life. Oh. I've been lifelong. <laughs> yeah, um, I moved to Maine when I married my husband um, about 12 years ago. So I've been New Hampshire, so not far. So So you so survived local. your first winter here. Oh, I'm still I, here. So it's a new, I'm a New Englander through and through, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. From New Hampshire, it's not yeah. too far, so right over the, over the border. So in Chapel Hill today, it was 95. I've already talked to my co-host. She said it was scorching hot today. Yeah, and I grew up in Mississippi, of course. You can keep I don't think I could survive the winter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could survive the heat. <laughs> well, I appreciate both of you. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Just my group's ACFA Cryptozoology. And okay. it should be the first thing that pops up. Okay. Yep. Great. I appreciate it. Hey, Unexplained Ones, this is Dr. Mouse. We would love for you to follow us and give us a five-star review. Check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. There you will find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Buy Me a Coffee, and Patreon. This podcast is made possible with support from listeners like you. We are also brought to you by Coma Toast Tacos, home of Squatching.com, where you'll find my Bigfoot-themed children's books. We appreciate you. Keep tuning in to All Things Unexplained. This has been All Things Unexplained.